You're listening to Gizmonic Institute Radio. In the not-too-distant future, in the basement of a chunky cheese, there was a guy named Dr. Odd, concocting an evil scheme. One thing that drove him bonkers was people talking when movies played. So he shot some suckers into space to make them watch MST3K. So if we're very careful with rations, we should have enough for me to eat comfortably for at least five more days. What about me? Well, there comes a time when sacrifices have to be made. I I don't... Look, we don't know when Dr. Odd's coming back, so... He, well, he said he was going to be back in a while, is what his note said. Right. Right. And that was like, I don't know three four days ago i think i time the passage of time is very uh it's very strange here. i mean as far as we know we're on our own here well we have enough to just split it for i don't know a couple weeks if we're just a little you know tighten the belt a little bit yeah but i'm hungry i i yeah i know but i'm also I eat this food that could feed two people for two weeks I want to eat all of it in the course of five days. Well, I see it. And again, I don't. That doesn't sound like it would be pleasant for you. You know what? That's a good point. Uh, I know it definitely wouldn't be pleasant for me. All right, here's a saltine. Oh, so this is the this is my ration. Got to make it last for how long? Five days. Indefinite. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, you know what? You know yes. what? We uh-huh. can't. We can't. Lord of the Flies, each other. I was. Let's, I wasn't. <laughs> let's calm down. Don't let's bring both, me into this. Let's both of us calm down. Okay. And try to be a little bit more okay. reasonable. How could yes. we cooperate and survive? Well, we could split our rations evenly. Sixty forty. I mean, sure. That's yeah. I mean, it's better than uh, a saltine and you getting the rest. So sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we we also like. Well, those are both even numbers, so that's what you meant, right? Uh, yes. I mean, you know math isn't my strong suit. Right, right. I don't... When you said 60-40, you were meaning that you got 60 of the remaining saltines and I got 40 of them? You're, you're on to something there. Okay. That's math-like. Yeah, it is math-like. All right, here's your share. Wait, is that common core? Is that what common core is? I think so. Okay. All right, so we've got food taken care of. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, presumably, there, there is seemingly an unlimited uh, amount of clam juice. I believe that you paid in advance for an unlimited supply of oxygen with Richard Branson's pinky? Yes, I did. Is I did right? do that, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. so we're set on air. Yeah, that seems to be the most uh, troubling thing, but that's taken care of. And clam juice slash water, like mm-hmm. you said, is in great abundance. Yes, yep. Um, and I... Th- you know, we do have our our own ways of making food if we have to. I mean, I've seen that Matt Damon movie. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Where they use the poo-poo to yes. make potatoes. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. I think you have to actually have potatoes to start with, though. Did he have potatoes? How did he have potatoes on Mars? Because that's what they were studying, right? I don't... I, you know, I... Or what they were living off of? I saw the poop part, and I thought, that's genius. I don't um, know if poop makes potatoes. 
That doesn't sound like science All right, to smart me. guy. Then how are potatoes made? Oh, you know what? Yeah. Poop. Where where did the first potato come from? Poop. Mm-hmm. Yep. Probably dinosaur poop because potatoes are old as time. You're bringing me around to our next survival problem. Okay. Dilemma. Mm-hmm. Which is psychologically, can human beings survive with only one other companion? Well, we've got uh, Trebus, who's yeah. currently giving me the silent treatment. I, I think Trebus is actually hibernating. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's weird that every year when Dr. Odd goes on vacation, Trebus also does a hibernation. Well, what I notice is, is that, that Trebus starts eating a lot of like non-food materials. Okay. And, uh, and then he has this knot hole that gets all plugged up. Oh. And then he uh, closes his Trebus eyes. Okay, so and like a bear, kind of. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, or like the tree version of pica, mm-hmm. where he's just eating like clay. Yeah, exactly. That's fun. And uh, um, so I think he's hibernating. So it's really just you and me. Okay. Uh, well. How do we keep from killing each other? I mean, we do have this whole ship. Um, we could we could draw a line down the center okay. and like marker, or we can use tape. All right, all right. Or just make like a line of bolts. I think this could be a good idea. I mean, you have your own cabin and I have my own cabin. Mm-hmm. And really, the rest of the ship is in... I just realized we don't have to like trade cabins every night. Why do we do that? I, 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 I ask you that every night. Why we do that? Well, I just realized it's kind of silly. <laughs> it, it really is. You know what? I'm gonna stay on on this side. Uh, but I like that one a lot. Do you want to trade me? Mm, let's do rock paper. Just scissors. tonight. Rock paper, paper scissors. scissors. What is that? What what symbol is that? Uh, it's uh, the earthquake. Hmm. Okay. Does that What's be, yours mean? This is, uh, well, this is the sun shield. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think sun shield actually beats earthquake. So, uh, okay. all right, you get that cabin. Cool. All right. I'll well, get the other one. You know, tomorrow night we can trade, though. That yeah, way, we, yeah, that sounds mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. That sounds fair. Um, well, we could, we have that kind of almost complete deck of cards. Mm-hmm. Um, we could. Uh, <gasps> we could use the characters like the queen and the king and the jacks to make our own civilization. That is an option. Yeah, I was going to say uh, solitaire. Well, you know, but it is an incomplete deck of cards, so that would probably. And there's two of us, so mm-hmm. I've already poked holes in my idea of solitaire. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we could uh, we could do a, a civilization. It's All kind right. of like uh, what what is it? Uh, Mister Rogers would take a little train to. Oh yeah, the, yeah. We can have our own little monarchy up mm-hmm. here in space. All right. Well, um, I'm going to take the black cards, and you can have the red ones. Okay. And. Uh, I'm going to go talk to my new friends. Oh, okay. So we're not doing this together. We're just kind of like, uh, okay, we're just split, splitting up. Okay. Well, maybe I'll invent a new game of solitaire that only uses the red cards. You could probably do that, right? Bow before me. I'm the king on the set of cards. Oh, you're already, uh, you're already into it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You bow down. Um... You uh, better be careful. It looks like he's gonna kick you. I'm the I'm the seven of these cards, and I don't I don't bow down to anyone. Well, you don't have a face because you're. Uh, you know what? This isn't working. For okay, me. I I was kind of into it. I you know seven had a good backstory. It's kind you of like what? a wildling. I could get to know you. What's your What's your middle name? Space companion for several years. And the only only living being I've talked to in the flesh for yeah, I'm gonna hard pass on that one. All right, that's fine. I I like being a man of mystery. Yeah, and also, as soon as you said I could get to know you, 
my social anxiety levels just went through the roof. That is the nice thing about being trapped in space mm-hmm. with one other person. Yeah. Is that social anxiety is kind of besides the point, right? Like, it just doesn't come up. Well, for you, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Are you anxious when you talk to Treebeard? Uh, you Treebus? Yeah. Uh, mm, yes. Uh, well, I mean... Okay, so first of all, we've met, like, a ton of aliens and people. Yeah, like, I guess so. Uh, Dr. Odd's mom's always coming by. Mr. Branson. Yeah, like, you know, I said Dr. he was Odd's my friend, but he didn't. Stepdad. Did, you know, he His didn't. apes. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, Toby and Toby and. Uh, Hanson. Yeah, see, it's just, oh, I'm sweating now. I'm sweating thinking about all these people that we've had to interact with. Mm-hmm. Uh, just. Uh, well, you know what uh, helps me come down from the sweats? Uh, <laughs> hey, hey! You know what helps me come down from the sweats? What helps you come down from the sweats? Doing an audio log. Oh, we could do that. That would that will pass at least I don't know fifty minutes. I think that maybe. will soothe my soul <laughs> about about an hour ish. Maybe I don't know. Um, probably a little less after editing. But yeah, that's a good idea. Um, and uh, yeah, well, let's do the audio log and see see how we're feeling after that. Nice. Yeah. Okay. This is the audio log for MST3K, Season 4, Episode 16, Fire Maidens of Outer Space. And with a name like that, you might think to yourself, at least it can't be boring. Mm-hmm. And you'd be thinking wrong. You would be thinking very wrong. Horrifically wrong. Imagine that your uncle in the 70s got a hold of a bad home camera and told you and your siblings that you're going to make a movie about going to outer space. Uh-huh. But, I mean, it's that level of quality. It it is to me okay it, yeah i feel like this is a it's just another film that seems like it was made by people who don't understand storytelling or pacing why do these people want to make movies i well i'm trying to poo poo i have had ideas before i'm not trying to make potatoes over here <laughs> thank you um i have had ideas before that i think this could be a good book or this could be a fun movie um and then actually fleshing it out i realize oh there's not really enough content aside from that one sort of interesting idea that i had that could really carry this thing oh that's kind of terrifying though because what you're making me realize is that anything that i make could be as bad as fire maidens of outer space and now i just don't want to try anything you know that the is the risk is too great that is an interesting part of being a creative is the the self-awareness and the understanding of when an idea is bad and when an idea is not and i think you can only hone that through failure you know what you're right so you need to if there was no such thing as people making the fire maidens of outer space in our world, then we wouldn't have anything to look at and say, I don't want that. You know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. Fire ma- if fire maidens of outer space's job is to be a failure that can hopefully fuel somebody else's improvement mm-hmm. as well as give me something to feel better about myself about, exactly. then it has achieved a great yeah, once once the bottom of the barrel exists, then you can only fill the barrel. That's true, or scrape the barrel. Yes, or scrape the bottom, but you're not the bottom. You're not being scraped. There you go. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we talk any more about the movie, let's talk about the episode itself. Um, 
So the first segment, uh, Joel is using a shadow screen to teach the bots about posture, which I, I don't know if they've done the posture pals short yet um, on the episodes we've watched, but it's it's very similar to the posture pals kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have a weird relationship with some of these shorts um, because I had a couple of the shorts collections mm-hmm. when I was growing up on VHS um, and I watched them a lot, but I, I had... I have seen the shorts for some episodes more times than I've seen some episodes themselves. I just realized that's what the shadow crow is, is from the shadows, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I uh-huh. did, yeah. Mm-hmm. didn't put two and two together. Yeah. That's no, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, they're doing this uh, posture pals kind of thing where they're using this little shadow box to uh, look at their postures. And then crow walks away, but there's still a crow in the shadows. Right. And it makes a shadow crow, which is just another crow puppet painted black. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and this crow puppet attacks Cambot, and we go to commercial. I have to say that I enjoyed all of the shadow bo- shadow crowbot mm-hmm. bits. Timmy, I guess. Yep. Uh, they were all delightful, yes. and I thought that they saved this episode. Absolutely. Um, so we come back from commercial. Joel is fixing Cambot, and then everyone uh, notices that there is this painted black version of Crow. Uh, Crow admits that he quote prayed for a friend, and he came. Um, and then introduces this new robot as Timmy. And he's silent. Yes, he does not speak. Um, he just kind of looms. Uh, what what else would you describe his manner? He looms. He creeps. Uh, yes. Um, he menaces. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You got. Uh, you can close the thesaurus. Okay. Now. All right. We can move on. Um, so then we go to the invention exchange. Uh, the Mads invent a giant checkbook. Um, seemingly so that no one in the world can can present a prize check to anyone else uh, without going through them, which seems more of an inconvenience for them than it does for anyone else. Well, th- but they were going to skim off the top, right? Like, oh, yeah, I guess that's right. They get a right. little bit of yeah. every check. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and I guess all of the money has to be in their account in order for them to write the checks. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're getting interest mm-hmm. on that. I mean, if you have like... I mean, they're just opening a bank, right? Yeah. If you have like a trillion dollars in your bank account, even at a very poor interest rate, you're still making a lot of money uh, yeah. month month after month. Uh, but uh, they have a... So they have to cut a check to Volvo. Um, and Frank has a giant pen that he's writing the checks with, which uh, was a fun. Wh- yeah, it was cute that they did the bit like he just like, was casually looking around and happened to find a big pen. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't planned out that way, which is funny. What do you think came first to, for the skit? Do you think they had the big pen and they had they said, well, let's do a big checkbook or they made a big checkbook. You know, and they then- sold that to me so convincingly. I did believe checkbook first, pen later. Okay. But who knows? Yeah, I, yeah I, don't, I don't know. Um, the checks on do say on the address deep thirteen undisclosed location. Yeah, we did uh, pause and zoom in on that one. We did. Uh, Joel's invention is cheese sneakers. Oh um, God, which I, are, that cracked me up, but it's so gross. Yeah, this seems like uh, more evil than good. It's like uh, you know, kind of going off of the '90s sneaker trend with all the different gels and and pumps and things. But his has cheese in them, and then he was he pour easy cheese out of the uh, the heel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's gnarly. There's something about feet and cheese yeah, that just doesn't – it's not a good mixture. Nope. Um, but they did that. It was gross. It did make me laugh and barf. 
Yes, you did barf. You, you. I've Ugh. never seen anyone barf while laughing before. Just projectile laughing. Mm. <laughs> That's what they call it. Pro- oh, okay. That's yeah. good. I, I now I know the term. Uh-huh. Um, second segment. Tom is complaining how the scientists don't have good innuendo slash double entendre, and Joel gives them some uh, some good examples. Right. Of that, so. you, you, or they're saying like you can turn anything into a double entendre mm-hmm. with the right tone. For example, you can turn anything into a double entendre with the right. Tone. Have you seen how hard Trebus is sleeping? Oh no! So you're doing what you're doing what Crow did, right? Uh, is Crow the one who's messing it up? Uh, no, yeah, it was Tom. I think that. Or no, it was Crow that was messing. It was it up, getting yeah. like too too innuendo e to fulfill the bill. Oh, I certainly am enjoying my day in space. There you go. Okay, That's is that good. better? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait to go shuffle my cards later. Oh, you see, you got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Up top. All right. Too slow. Uh, what, what made that slapping sound? I gave myself a high five. <laughs> You've never once uh, followed through with a high five. And so whenever you say up top, I give myself a high five. <laughs> um, it's the only way I can still, f- it's the only way I can still feel okay about myself. Nice. If you know what I mean. Nice. Um, is it a better or worse double entendre if you end it with, I, you, if you know what I mean? Better. Okay. Cool. So you could have said better, if you know what I mean. Oh, If you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, third segment, Joel is trying to demonstrate uh, his two new levers. He has these two levers. Oh, they uh, like control everything? Yes, yeah. But Timmy keeps pushing Crow into him, um, and, Crow, and Joel thinks that Crow is messing around. Uh-huh. Uh, so Crow gets sent to timeout. Um, did, did you ever have a friend like this when you were growing up who would like – do things to get you in trouble and then never get in trouble because I did. Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah. I. What happened to those kids? What are they doing in the world when they grow up? <laughs> well, my friend is a is a, a sheriff's deputy now. Okay. So you know what that fits, <laughs> yeah, right? It like really they've does. managed yeah, their uh, whole life yeah, to mm-hmm. do things and get away with it. Yep, and so like mm-hmm. yeah, they just have a perfectly normal life. Mm-hmm. Although I will I will admit to being that kid. For other people, oh really? Yeah, uh huh. It was not a. So you're that kid. I I was you're that kid. For some people, I was that kid, That's and then there were there was that kid for other people. So maybe there's just this hierarchy. Uh, well, I guess I was at the bottom of the food chain. Okay, you you never did something like to get someone else in trouble. Or? One time we went on this field trip, and everyone mm-hmm. got all dirty. And when we got back, there was dirt all over the floor and on our desks. And so the teacher made us all clean up our sections, right? Everyone was responsible for cleaning their own area. Well, I cleaned very meticulously. Sure. I was a child maid. True mm-hmm. fact, not made up. Uh, and I cleaned not my... Not made s- up? Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Uh, so I cleaned my section up very quickly. And I sat down sort of chipperly at my desk. And my friend came over and she smiled at me holding her dustpan. And she said, that looks nice. And I said, thank you. And then she dumped her dustpan on mm. my desk and walked away. And I jumped up and my teacher came over and at that moment it was like Renee you haven't even got started oh geez and I tried to explain what had happened and the friend who was very quiet uh, nobody believed her mm-hmm. or nobody believed me right because why would she do something like that yeah they, mm-hmm. they thought that I was just trying to get her in trouble for unknown reasons mm. and uh, that has haunted me that, that that grin that gleam I think that's what like you see in the face of your shower killer. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's uh-huh. the last expression the true psychopath. You see yeah. Before mm-hmm. a psychopath yeah. stabs you in the shower. See, I was I wasn't as as obvious as of that. I would 
when I would do it to kids, uh, my, my peers, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I was going to yeah, say, geez, yeah. how old were you? Uh, no, uh, when I would do it to my peers, I would be like, oh, you know, it'd be really funny if someone did this thing that I would definitely get in trouble for doing and whoever does it would get in trouble for, but I'm going to not say that part of it and I'm going to talk to one of my impressionable friends. That's so messed up. Uh, Yeah, no, it is. It was bad. I will not admit to it being good, but... But it definitely happened to me, too. I was on the other end of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess kids are kids, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it's part of, it's like that Blink-182 song. Sometimes kids stab you to death in the shower. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, like that Blink-182 song. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the uh, Joel introduces his levers as the uh, twin screw universal controller. Um, How do you know when it's lever or lever? Or are they the same thing? Well, I see, well, okay, since I'm American and not British... And maybe our friend Sai can uh, um, can clue us into this. Uh, I think lever is is British. The British pronunciation. And lever is the American. Although is is the soap is that lever two thousand? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Eh. Yeah, I don't know. You I made know. me cackle. I did. Well done. Um, but uh, these two levers are lever. Well, maybe one's a lever and the other's a lever. Nice. Um, uh, they control everything: emotions, opinions, attitudes, etc. Was that a reference to something? I don't think so. Okay, it was weird, but I laughed. Well, it was, I think it was just the ridiculousness. Like Joel's like, "Oh, they control everything." You know, like, I mean, everything, and then like goes into like things that aren't necessarily you can control. Right. With, I just uh, can tell if the levers were a reference into something, but I don't. I, I know. Didn't get it. Well, they were a reference to the movie because they had the the two levers on the ship that they're using to control the whole ship. Oh, okay. Like it no, was that's just, what it was. Yeah, it was just a guy just driving, like navigating an asteroid field by pulling on two levers. No, you're right. <laughs> yeah. That so that yes, it there were only a few times I was conscious enough. Because, like, usually when they're on the ship, it just mm-hmm. started falling asleep. Sorry, I said asteroid field. I meant to say popcorn. He was, they were dodging the popcorn. That is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Timmy gets a hold of these. Uh, well, he gets a hold of the lever and the lever and uh, starts switching them all around. And he makes uh, – it, it's essentially like Joel and Tom are going through, like, different multiverse iterations of themselves. They pop back in. The lights go off. They pop back in. And Joel has, like, a wizard beard and – uh, it was fun. It was when Tom's wearing like a little dress and then, very chaotic. Yeah, and then then I think Joel has like a clown hat and nose on, and he's got the troll hands from they, the troll costume. They just raided their prop closet, mm-hmm. and, and Tom's on a spit, a barbecue spit, and I think he's actually covered in barbecue sauce. It did look like he had barbecue mm-hmm. sauce. Yeah, which is like a, that's a total Doctor Odd move. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the fourth segment. Uh, so the, it, it's important to set this up, um, Timmy starts he comes into the theater mm-hmm. um starts haranguing tom servo. yes uh-huh and he actually he captures tom servo at a, at a commercial breaker before one and takes him out of the theater so we come back from commercial break um tom is trapped in like this alien egg sack thing mm-hmm. on the wall and yeah i wasn't sure what that's supposed to be i i took it as a giant mass of chewed up candy oh, okay i mean <laughs> since it is kind of an amalgamation of crow that seems like the most uh mm. i think based on context clues i have not seen the movie alien um but i think from context clues that this this whole Timmy thing, especially this end part, was supposed to be a reference to 
alien, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, including Joel heroically coming through the the theater doors uh, with backlit with a broom and uh, mm-hmm. and pushing Timmy out an airlock, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, Joel did say a swear when that the happened. The legs too. on on Crow, mm-hmm. which we don't get to see his legs very often, no. um, for good reason. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. really upsetting, actually. Yes, yes, uh, they're and very when he was upsetting. battling, it was really kind of disturbing to watch his. Uncanny Valley leg, mm-hmm. long legs, yeah, spindly just kind of ragged all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then uh, they do they they eject him out of the airlock, um, and uh, Joel gives Crow a lecture for letting a dark specter on the ship, which I they really from this point forward refer refer to Timmy as a uh, dark specter, mm-hmm. which I think is a really fun. That is fun. Yeah, it's like oh, it's Timmy the dark specter. It's like dark dead space yeah is it in the sense that it's creepy space (laughs) okay okay it's like as far as it goes Mm -hmm. down the yeah i don't i don't remember this episode having any uh what did they call it in dead space strategic dismemberment uh (laughs) (laughs) but maybe i missed that um the final segment the bots are complaining about how much padding and how little action there was in this movie oh good lord um they read a letter from a girl who claims her siblings are turning into Tom and Crow, which I think is a... That was funny. That's a fun... Uh, I like, thought the kid did a good job of drawing their siblings slightly like mm-hmm. the puppets. Yes. I thought that was like pretty clever. Yeah. Part of the child. Yeah, it was It was a good letter. Assuming it's a child. I mean, it wasn't as cute if it was like a 40-year-old drawing. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's, that's true. But you know what? I think that's fine, too. That's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, TV's Frank... Uh, comes in he's got timmy and he claims he found him in a basket on the front door um brings him into deep 13 and then a uh a, another this is another context clue to it being an alien parody because he get the second like the small mouth comes out of the crow oh, mouth, right right like a xenomorph from alien mm-hmm. uh, again haven't seen the movie know the name of the thing uh I, have you ever seen any alien movies i have when i was okay. a child and all i remember is is mostly like a random Random special effects and wetting my pants. Okay. In terror. Yeah, I, I, I can see why they're scary. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I have not seen an alien. I've, I think I've seen parts of Predator on TV, but I, I've never seen all of Predator either. You can just imagine a four-year-old Renee who never wears anything but sweatpants and t-shirts. Sure. And, uh, just, just peeing all the way through Alien. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, now, was this? Did you watch it once, or was this a multi, well, like so multi time experience where you just came back for more? I had a situation where I had hours in this room where there was like three VHSs, and Alien was one of them. Mm. So, like, it what was were like the other two. <laughs> there was uh, Fern Gully. Okay. And then I feel like the other one, I don't remember what it's called, but there's this one where they like tear a page out of the Bible and like the apocalypse starts. <sighs> Okay, what a what an interesting collection of VHS tapes <laughs> for a child. <laughs> Fern Gully. Well, I think uh, that was for me. Alien. The other two were, <laughs> and then not for me. I, was Arnold Schwarzenegger in the one? I don't remember. Okay, Just, right. I remember storms and mm, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, if anyone but, knows what the movie is? Right in. Yeah. Um, well, that's. Uh, I'm so sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> But um, to to satisfy uh, your hunger that uh, we alluded to at the beginning of uh, 
of the episode, I've got a treat for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Guess what? Guess what the treat is? Is it a not known nugget? It is no, 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 no. several not known nuggets. Ooh, gimme, gimme. Um, so, uh, the first one, and this this is not necessarily a not known nugget for us. Now we knew this not known nugget going into the film. Oh, that means it's cold. It is a little chilly, but um, the rights for this film, uh, this is one of eleven MST3K films that the, the rights could not be uh, secured by Shout Factory. Mm. Um, uh, Why? So this was who's protecting the rights to Fire Maidens? I, you know, I I have no idea. Maybe that lizard guy, the lizard guy from the movie. I don't know. Was he? Li- I don't know. Um, but yeah, so this was not on the Shout Factory channel on Amazon where we usually watch these. We had to we had to find uh, some some soul had circulated the tapes onto YouTube, Keep and uh, so we watched it there. Um, so that was that was one not known nugget. Um, so according to Wikipedia. Uh, many film critics have dubbed this film the worst movie ever made. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I would definitely say it's on a level with the worst of all movies. Okay. I feel like we have seen worse movies on Mystery Science Theater. I feel like Mighty Jack is Mighty worse Jack is than worse. this. Yes. I feel like the movies that like are unwatchable uh-huh. because they're so incoherent. Yes. Like, this is bad, but it was just boring bad. Right. It's boring, meaningless, time-wasting. But it wasn't... It wasn't incomprehensibly bad. Right. I I have also seen movies that are way worse than this, too. Yeah. Like, independently. Um, I was a... In, in college, I fancied myself a fan of trauma mm. and would watch uh, as many trauma movies as I could rent from our independent uh, video store, because that's back when we still rented films at a video store. And... Uh, yeah, there there were a lot of real stinkers, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. just just bad, 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 bad movies. But yeah. um, I, I will agree that this was a horrendously awful movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, the last not no nugget I have is that the music score features cues excerpted from the opera Prince Igor by Alexander Borodin. Yeah, they say that during the credits, mm-hmm. and then it's riffed on a few times. I think. Yes, um, but this was the uh, this is really the first large ish movie to to use like expert excerpts of uh, classical like public domain music not just use like poorly used with no right. sense of like what's going on in the scene or anything like that they're just like we need music in the background here it was very much like peter and the wolf but if like no one put any thought into peter and the wolf yeah it was like okay well they're in the place with the giant painting so we need to play this song because this is the it's like like each area had its theme music it's like we're they're in like a zelda world i've described mighty jack as just flashing colors on a mm-hmm. screen and yeah. this was the auditory equivalent Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Just meaningless sounds. Yeah. Well, yeah. Meaningless sounds, but the same meaningless sounds. Yeah. Like like. But like a, in a like random a, shuffle. A bad theme song. Yeah. Somebody somebody took that. What was it? An opera. Mm-hmm. Somebody took that opera and then just pressed the shuffle button on Spotify. Yeah. And that's the background for the movie. Uh, but this did kind of pave the way. Do you remember that time I couldn't stop listening to the Wizard of Oz on shuffle? Yes, I do. And and it definitely played all of the munchkin songs each as a separate song yes, uh-huh. and it would pop up randomly you wouldn't uh-huh. know when it all of a sudden the lollipop guild was they'd, gonna bust they'd in they'd sing somewhere over the rainbow and then the uh yeah like the 
Munchkin Fire Department would introduce themselves. Right. Or and then, yeah. like, and then she'd be like, I'm melting, I'm melting. Mm-hmm. And then, like, as coroner, I must have. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. They had, they had like weird audio clips on that soundtrack, too, that they <laughs> separated into their own. Yeah. It was very. Anyone wants to go on a fun little trip, listen to the Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. soundtrack on Spotify on Shuffle. And then also, Pro at tip. the same time, listen to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon on Shuffle. Yep. Try that. And have a, have a, uh, I mean, you have to experience. have two devices for that. That's yeah. a fancy mm-hmm. pants one, but yeah, it's but good. it's still, you know, it's it's you know, you don't get to make an omelet without having two devices. So. Exactly. Um, the uh, the idea of using like pre-existing classical music uh, was, you know, like I said, it was kind of tried out in this movie. But then the the next film that really uh, used used from classical sources heavily um, was 2001 A Space Odyssey. I was going to guess that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick ended up using uh, this tactic. Well, did he for, watch this movie? I mean, maybe. Who, who can know? Well, I, we could ask Stanley Kubrick. I don't think he is, Stanley he is with us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, is he dead? Yes, I'm pretty sure. All right, well, Ouija I think he time. passed like 20 years Let's ago. Let's get the Ouija board out. Yeah, it's true. We, we could. Um, we look it up and see if he's dead. Stanley Kubrick did die 22 years ago in 1999. Huh. I didn't so, realize that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so we can't, well, we will have to use the Ouija board to ask him. I guess he was directing movies in the 70s, but so was George mm-hmm. Lucas. Uh, that's true. I think George Lucas was a lot younger than Stanley Kubrick, though. Must have been, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, here's some things we noticed and felt the desire to comment on. Um there is there was a part of this movie that both of us were it was unintentionally the most comedically entertaining part of the yeah, movie. Do you remember like, which what it is? It was, yes, it was the old man who would like after talking to people would go and stand and shout at a painting. Yes. And unendingly. And people would be like trying to talk. <laughs> you could uh, still hear the shouting in the background. And it was so, it was such a dumb plot device. It was, yeah, because it was a painting of Aphrodite, who was like the goddess of Atlantis 2 or New Atlantis, whatever they called it. And uh, yeah, he, he would just go over and be like, you know, he'd just get, he'd get in a fit and then be like, oh, Aphrodite, it's so nice. Like, it, it was like she was like it wasn't like he was shouting like like because he was moved by the spirit. It sounded mm-hmm. like he was shouting because like she was far away, or like she was hard of hearing. Yeah, something like, <laughs> like that. Like it, like a not helpful shouting. Yeah, like when when someone thinks they're being helpful by shouting at like an elderly person. Yes, exactly. And they're <laughs> not. Aphrodite. It's so nice to see you. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It, it was How just, have you been? It was just so irritating. <laughs> Oh, um, the other thing uh, we noticed and felt the desire to comment on that I wrote down, we've kind of already talked about, but uh, there are big parts of this film that would not have been able to be riffed if not for the antics of Timmy in the yes, theater. Yes, that was a really good choice mm-hmm. on their part to add this stronger than normal narrative component to the skit. Yes. Because the movie was just so slow and so dull, mm-hmm. and there's so little to go off of. It was a brilliant idea, whoever came up with it. Yeah. Because it's like there's not enough going on in the movie to be visually interesting. Yeah. So and well, and it repeats itself so yes, much. So they, yes. you know, they're facing making the same jokes over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so. so, so they introduced this element in the actual theater that you could watch and like keep an eye on. Yeah. And, and things that are happening and like. It just made it it made it so much more interesting than it would have been otherwise. I really like that. Yes. I, I honestly think that 
that creative decision pushes this episode from what would have been just like another kind of forgettable run of the mill one to like I would rewatch this episode again. I yeah. know the movie was bad, but like it was the episode itself was entertaining enough yeah. between between the, and the riffs, riffing was good. Yeah, too. The riffing was really good. Mm-hmm. Like this is a high quality episode. They did um, a great job. I am really sad they could not secure the rights to put this out on home video because I feel like this would be uh, a very popular this w- this would be a lot of people's favorite episode yeah if people had the opportunity to s- actually like see it yeah. like th- this this to me bitter and vindictive on the part of the fire maiden people right right yeah it's like the MST3K episode is so much it's not that hard to be that much better than the actual movie I mean all the MST3K episodes are better than the actual movie but like it's the only way in which this is digestible as a movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah that it's it's funny too because like there I think there's this this attitude with probably some of the people who won't give the rights to MST3K that like oh these people are making fun of my movie and, and blah 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 like no one would have ever seen Mano's Hands of Fate right exactly if, like if these MST3K had not done would it. just be mm-hmm. dead no one would ever reference the final sacrifice if and they, MST3K they even develop kind it. of like a, a sort of love of their own that that on yes, their own exactly. they could not ever mm-hmm. earn yep it's it's the phenomenon that where like uh, Rift Tracks did Miami Connection and then all of a sudden it's like oh actually I genuinely enjoy Miami Connection like, right because, it's both and, you can make fun of it but you can also appreciate mm-hmm. it yes yes instead of it yep. just being a waste of film that no one's right ever right and so and and i think that fire maidens again the people who made it if, if they're the ones keeping the rights from being released mst3k are have really shot themselves in the foot because they had the chance they would have to people talking about fire maidens mm-hmm, they, or maybe like they did a i don't know if it was a remake or a sequel of mano's hands of fate like a couple years ago yeah because it was such a cult thing with mst3k people yeah that it was popular enough for them to actually someone to actually cash in on it and yeah it seems very unintelligent yes but you know if you don't know what mst3k is you know it's like that story of uh you know weird al asking someone for permission to like parody their song and then not giving it and it's like well you don't know who weird al is but like if you if you just think oh this person's asking me if they can make fun of my thing that i made right and And i don't want that like no but it's Um, actually probably gonna do some good for it but you know it's like if everyone had the 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 kind of mentality and constitution of Tommy Wiseau where <laughs> you make you make this serious film that is like your passion and then everyone laughs at it and you're like oh no it was meant to be a comedy the whole time right like, this is my thing now yeah uh then my wheelhouse i have found it mm-hmm. allow me to place my wheels here is yep. that what a wheelhouse is for <laughs> yes i don't know i mean if you can't if you can't make a movie that people are like, wow, this is a great movie, but people will be like, wow, this is the worst movie, then just lean into that. Yeah. Lean into it. Let let it be the worst movie. Let it be, as mm-hmm. the Beatles said. Yeah, well, it, it, the the rest of that, actually, they cut out was the worst movie because it just didn't. There let were it too, be the, the worst, worst movie. movie. Let it be the, the worst, worst movie. movie. That's all that we can sing without getting a cease and desist from Paul McCartney. Go. Um yeah. So uh, anyway, that's that's kind of my two cents on uh, our two cents on the uh, the rights release of this. But uh, yeah, I think I think this 
is a very, very strong episode. Um, definitely, I think in my top 10 at this point, maybe even top five, just because of how like weird some of the skits are and, and some of the cool stuff they did. We might have to do a top 10 countdown list when mm-hmm. we're done. Yes, I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so favorite riffs. Uh, there were a couple that we identified, but the, the, the top few, um, one that cracked us both up, was a unique riff because it, it didn't get us at the the first time it happened but it was a repeated one so the there's a scene where two of the scientists i don't remember which ones are in an observatory and they're mm-hmm. talking about going to the 13th moon of venus and uh, they need to send some sort of memo and so they call a secretary and because this is the most boring movie to ever be released they the there's an entire shot of the secretary walking down the stairs <laughs> oh yeah with the of gate. this observatory and at there's the like bottom four tiny gates there yeah there there are two tiny gates that she has to open and then close and then open and then close to get into this little observatory area and every time she moves one of the gates the bots go <laughs> do like a creaking noise and by the time it, you know this is like the the 10th or 12th creaking noise they're making like we're just busting up yeah it like, just got funnier and funnier um, and because then, it was just it really did a great job of highlighting how dumb it was to mm-hmm. film every second of that yep meaningless because it is literally when the secretary is walking down and then back up the stairs it's just the two main actors just standing there staring at her watching her walk it's away it's like when i was a kid and i used to wonder how like come like i was like they never show anybody that you know using the bathroom in movies mm-hmm. and then like when you're an adult you realize that if if all movies were just filmed exactly like real life it would like take two days to watch a movie and a large portion of it would be people going to the bathroom right. or even, coughing even in real life those two scientists would have continued having a conversation. Oh, for sure. I while this like person was walking, yes, secretary yes, absolutely. For us, yeah. um, so the second riff, uh, the uh, one that got me. Um, there's a part where uh, some of the fire maidens are uh, capturing another fire maiden because she's betrayed them, and they they're tying her up. And Crow goes, uh, "Hey, someone filmed my dream," <laughs> uh, and I thought that was pretty good. Um, there's a farting riff. Uh, yes, there was there was a farting riff. There was um, one of the scenes where they're just sitting around in the, the shuttle or the rocket, whatever, mm-hmm. and just staring around a well-timed fart sound. Yes, yep. That mm-hmm. just... And the, the facial expression, too. It, like, everything about it was just perfection. Mm-hmm. It was the height of their art. And see, this is what I'm saying about it. Like, normally we're like, oh, yeah, there were a couple good riffs, you no, know, I kind of remember. Numer- but like Numerous, yes. memorably mm-hmm. funny, hilarious riffs. Yes, yes. And, the, and the, this is a very, very strong episode. Um, so let's talk about the movie a little bit. So as far as I understand, the premise of this movie mm-hmm. is that Atlanteans went to space mm-hmm. instead of under the ocean. Yes. And they wanted humans to come to where they were to breed with the Atlanteans. I don't know if that was part of the plan. So, okay. So the 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 film starts out, they discover a 13th moon of Venus that mm-hmm. people on Earth do. And so they're like, oh, well, let's go explore it because it looks like it could possibly support human life. Right. Uh, or some sort of life. Like, uh, it's, it's not like a toxic... Sulfur well, moon. And like Edgar Rice Burroughs, the god of Mars, like like when John Carter goes to Mars, it's like, you know, the, the a war planet, you know, playing mm-hmm. off of the god yep, of yep, war yep, thing. Yep. And so I think they're trying to rip that off and being um, like, oh, it's a love planet. Cause okay, because it's, it's, it's one of the moons of Venus? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's that's a 
really good insight. I didn't think of that because I did not know. Probably what they were ripping off. Like you're, a you're probably right. Band-aid. Like a bad band-aid. Like a bad, bad band-aid. Um, so what they explain, in the, so they get there and they discover that they've kind of been led there a little bit by the one guy on this whole planet because um, it's a guy and a bunch of ladies, mm-hmm. um, which is there are some questions that are raised about that mm-hmm. to me but uh so like game of thrones be on the wall yeah it could be i mm-hmm. i don't know but according to this man um because he seems to know a lot about the ancient history like specifics of it so i maybe these people are like of indeterminate age mm-hmm. i don't know because he says like aphrodite was his grandmother or something yeah, or atlantis would have you know, if, if we're talking about, like, ancient Greek civilization was, like, 3,000 right. years ago, 4,000 years ago. Yeah, seems like it's yeah. what, that he is not, it would, yeah, whatever. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's very strange. But he claims that when Atlantis started to sink into the sea, they assumed that the rest of the Earth would sink into the sea. Mm-hmm. And so they left for, Earth. yeah, they left Earth to, to go to this moon, which is a how did they have the technology to travel interstellarly or intersolar systemly? And why didn't they just come back? Uh-huh. But and but not the technology to to like figure out why just their continent was sinking, right. but the rest but of them were saying, okay. Even if they yeah. didn't have that technology, like they could have gone to this moon and then yes. realized that the earth was fine and then just come back. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand. Yeah, I there's us trying to figure out this movie is, I think, you know, a fool's errand. Yeah. Um, the, the I forgot there is another character on this thirteenth moon of Venus. Right, the weird hairy man. Uh huh. The uh, we called him the uh, what the dark man. Yeah. Uh, as from the the hug the sun mm-hmm. sketch comedy series. Mm-hmm. Um and shadow uh, man. Shadow man. That's yes. That's what it is. Shadow man. Uh, Check out hug the sun. It's mm-hmm. on YouTube. Um, just like this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so he is the, I guess, the main antagonist other than – so they're trapped on this moon and the guy won't let them leave until they kill this invincible guy in a, in a kind of a lizard mask and like a turtleneck. And uh, so then you end up having just some shenanigans. They shoot him a bunch of times. He's apparently vulnerable to gas grenades, which I don't know what those are. <laughs> <laughs> that was also a fun riff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they eventually end up just pushing this guy into the fire after he kills the other old man. And then the end of the movie is just them being like, well, we'll send a bunch of scientists back so you can all have husbands. And all the fire maidens being like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, kind earth men for, yeah. for sending us. It just us- seemed like somebody's fantasy oh absolutely that Mm -hmm. they thought was sufficiently evolved to to want to bring to life no yeah it's it's exactly the thing i was talking about earlier is like this guy had the an idea it's like okay yeah so atlantis didn't actually sink to the bottom of the ocean like oh no see they went they went to the the, this other planet and now it's just women there and no i think i think this idea started out much more similar in my Mm. opinion this idea started out much more similar to a sketch in which the pizza boy comes to deliver a pizza. Oh, okay, I see. And I the see. lady is okay. excited to see him. Mm-hmm. I think that's sorry. I don't have any money. Uh, uh-huh. Please let me let me capture you here until you destroy this invincible lizard alien. Exactly. Was the 
Was the invincible lizard alien the 13th moon of Venus's only indigenous creature? Is <laughs> that killed the only <laughs> the, the alien life that's ever been known to exist? Right? Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. Because these these the are Atlantis Earth. Are human. Yeah, these are Earth people. They originated on Earth. They're colonists. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the weird lizard guy is not. He seems, didn't. They, seems on par for mm-hmm. that era. That's true. Yeah, history. this is space manifest destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this was a bad, bad movie. There were so many scenes of people walking through a jungle and walking through sitting. hallways, sitting in a spaceship, like staring at a phone, asleep, mm-hmm. sitting yeah. asleep, pretending sitting to have asleep. a hangover, um, climbing down a ladder like that's leaned up against a terrible rocket prop. It was just so much mm-hmm. filler. Yes, yeah, uh, and the science in this movie was very. Also. It felt like there was absolutely no editing. It was just every mm-hmm. uh, every clip uncut, placed end to end. Yep, yep. I think they just shot the scene like, okay, that's good. No, do you want to trim anything? No, no. We have to. Well, well, if we if we cut these scenes, how long is the movie going to be? Oh, well, twenty minutes. Okay. Well, no, we have to keep we have to keep everything then. How are, how's the audience going to know that they started at the very top of the ladder and then came mm-hmm. down to the very bottom of the ladder if we don't show every single step on and, that ladder? And how are, how's the audience going to know that everyone left the spaceship if we don't show everyone, everyone climbing, climbing down, down the down ladder? The ladder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, these are important. How, are, how is the audience going to know? I, they didn't show us how they dug under the wall to get into the uh, supposedly impregnable impreg- impregnable <laughs> Atlantean fortress. So I don't know how that happened. I can't. I have no object permanence. I am a. I am an infant, and I don't understand how things happen unless they're shown to me in 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 full. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway, this uh, maybe this maybe the director of the movie was an infant. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That would raise my estimation of this movie. It would soar up mm-hmm. if this. I, if this were directed by someone seven or younger, yep. then this is an incredible movie. Is that is that a, a movie in and of itself? <laughs> Just like Boss Baby Three, <laughs> uh, director director Baby. Yeah, but the problem with Boss Baby, look is who's directing. The Boss Baby is like an adult, right? Uh, I, like they want an actual baby to be the director. Well, yeah, no, I, it's true. It could be look who's directing because go. those were actual baby. Well, I mean, they're yeah, they're real baby, but they're just like with like John Travolta's voice right mm-hmm. yeah so we could do we could do look who's directing mm-hmm. um, and like the baby keeps like making him reshoot like the peekaboo scenes <laughs> cause he's like <laughs> wait where'd he go <laughs> it's like oh peek- oh I love this this is great this is genius people are gonna eat this up yeah okay now hide behind that thing wait where'd he go where'd he go oh there he is okay good um, <laughs> yeah I, I think I you know I think that Look Who's Directing has as much leg in it as a film as uh, Fire Maidens of Outer Space. Yeah. Which, did I mention the uh, the British version, the British name of this film? Oh, what is it? You'll never guess, is but it, I want you to try and guess. Is it Ember Maidens of, of the, the Outer Space? You're closer than you think. Yay! The British title of this film... Uh, the British title of the film Fire, Ma- Fire Maidens of Outer Space Fire Maidens from Outer Space <laughs> <laughs> so they really they really switched it around they for really, the international really release it up. yep um, their HR or their R&D team yeah, no, I like their the- HR department <laughs> being in <laughs> charge of shut up sorry no we we need we can't have you these Fire Maidens you can't talk to the Fire Maidens like this 
baby director. And also, you need to change the British because for and of have different uh, or from and of have different meanings in Great Britain. Um, it, yeah, of is of is one of those pieces of British like slang that we don't mm-hmm. we don't know about. Um, anyway, we have a Facebook page um, where we have friends on Facebook and we usually about half the time uh, reach out and say, hey, we're recording an audio log about this episode. Give us your thoughts about it. And this is one of those halves of time where we didn't do that. Um, but that Facebook page is facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute Radio. So we don't have any listener mail to read this episode. But uh, um, I think, you know. Is it in poor taste to just appoint someone right now? Oh, to uh, appoint a mod? Yeah. Absolutely. Without their permission. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, well, one, one of our regular friends yeah. be like, hey, can you just like every. Just every, announce like, it in this episode. And then like yeah. every time it doesn't happen, we're just like, well, You're I like, guess they oh, didn't well, do I it. Guess, I guess Steve didn't do it this time. I guess Cy didn't. Uh, or Jared. Like, or Paul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, see, we we have a bunch of really cool friends and people on this, this group. And so you should also join our facebook page facebook.com says gizmonic and suit radio and become one of our friends mm-hmm. um and uh yeah but we don't have any listener letters um and it's no one's fault except for trebus this time because trebus is the one who does all of our internet updates. yeah we did ask trebus that's to take canon care now <laughs> that's mm-hmm. canon mm-hmm. trebus is in charge of he's our web i mean he was already hibernating when i asked him but mm-hmm. yeah it's okay i said it's canon um, do you have any final thoughts on Fire Maidens of or from outer space? Well, in a way, and that, that thought is is that this episode has prompted me to reveal something quite dramatic to you. Okay. But once we've concluded this portion of the audio. Ooh, this is like a commercial break where there's no commercial and not really that much of a break. Exactly. Ah. Well, this has been the audio log for MST3K Season 4, Episode 16, Fire Maidens of Outer Space. All right. So you know how in the episode we just watched, there is a shadow version. Wait, Fire Maidens of Outer Space or Fire Maidens from Outer Space? Both. Or what, how many other prepositions can we Actually, put in here? Fire maidens about outer space. Fire maidens of slash for slash from. Outer fire space. maidens above outer space. Okay. Well, you're you're really missing the point. Okay. Here. Yes. Uh-huh. Pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know how in that episode there was a shadow version of Crow. Yes. Have you noticed that I have been well? So you know how everybody has two sides to them. Uh, well, no, like, well, okay. I don't actually have two sides. I just say when, you know, the one time Dr. Odd sent us Flamin' Hot Cheetos that I was, I was showing my wacky side. All right. We're all blend of good and evil, right? I mean, again, my wacky side wasn't necessarily intentionally evil. I just accidentally. We all have a good and evil side. Yes. And sure. sometimes you see like the, the shadow versions of yourself come out, right? Did, like oh, like Timmy came out of Crow. I don't think is that. And there's some okay. other <laughs> there's some other movies, there's some some other franchises mm-hmm. in which like all of the evil of one person is extracted into a being, and all of the good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it, what is that movie? Um, uh, gosh, uh, uh, Willow. Is yes. Willow about that? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Tar- Skin of Evil, Star Trek The Next Generation. Okay. Um, is that a movie? That may have happened to me. <laughs> except oh. for... So you're bearing the lead here because now I'm thinking about Willow. So now... Shut up. <laughs> what happened was... Okay. 
is that Dr. Odd extracted half of the bad and half of the good from my mind. Okay. And implanted it into a clone. Interesting. And so the Renee that you knew has been bound and gagged in a locker for several months now. Hmm. Okay. And uh, I am the other Renee. I'm the Renee that's made of a half of Renee's good and half of Renee's bad. Interesting. So now... My real name okay. is Nene. Oh, Nene. Okay. Yes. Well, hello, Nene. Hello. Um, it's nice to n- meet you. Do, do, do I have to talk to you like that? Do no, I that's okay. stupid. Okay. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know if it was like a, a language thing. I wasn't going to tell you. I don't want to be rude. the evil side of me was going to keep Rene locked in a locker mm-hmm. forever. Okay. But there's enough good in me that I felt guilty doing that. Interesting. Okay. Um, now, Nene, yes. ha- what is what is Renee just kind of chill about this? Oh no, she's been muffled and gagged and screaming in a locker. I, I feed mm. her and give her water. Okay. I mean, clam juice. See, that's what those. I thought that was just you having your night terrors. No, no. Okay. Do you also have night terrors? Yes. Yes. Okay. So. Part of it probably was you having your night terrors. This is the request I have for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> can you? I'm just, I'm just still trying to wrap my head around. Can this. you reunite us into one being who is still fifty percent good and fifty percent bad? Do you have all of her memories? Uh, I have fifty percent of her memories. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, so she doesn't remember the thing about the the Fern Gully and v- and and alien VHS tapes. I would guess tapes. not. Okay. I don't know exactly how it works because honestly, I haven't talked to her very much. Was now was that a good memory or a bad? Me- or do you have half of her good memories and half of her bad exactly. memories? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, this is more complex because I was just going to push you out of the airlock and go get her. I know it'd be um, more. It'd be much more simple if I mm-hmm. was just all the, the the bad parts of Renee, and you could just have a good Renee. Or if you were just equal, but you had all her memories. Right. Yeah, but because then you'd just be clones of each other. Um, gosh. Okay. So how did? See, this is one of those things because of course he's going to go on vacation or wherever, and then not tell me anything about this. Yeah. Because. He he can't eat a sandwich without getting half of the sandwich down the front of his shirt. <laughs> but then somehow he takes half of your or Renee's essence and then injects it into a clone. Yeah. And so I guess he really ha- I thought he was he said he was cloning us as a threat. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's true. I don't know, but my existence is torture. Well, your existence is proof of the cloning. I constantly feel the dread of the mortal coil and and a sense of false identity fraudulence yeah but and, don't uh, we all you know what this yeah. is fine we can you know what why do i we, mean i mean really you if you he, think about it everyone is essentially half of the good and half of the bad parts of of their parents earlier when you're talking about ejecting things out of the space mm-hmm. lock uh we could just eject renee out of there mm, see that that does feel different though why just because i'm called Renee. <sighs> big again. yeah well and she was kind of the original one, right? I mean, I she, I was sourced from her. Aren't yeah. you sourced from yesterday's Jeff? Ooh, that's a. I need to think on that. Mm-hmm. Oh man, now I. In fact, wouldn't you say you're more Jeff than yesterday's Jeff? Or am I less Jeff than yesterday's Jeff? Because Ooh. the world has ground a little bit more. Well, we're gonna off have to me. put you out of the airlock too. Well, but there's no other Jeff though, and see that's the problem. There's they literally yesterday's Jeff and this today's Jeff are the same Jeff. But I can try. Okay, um, so 
okay. You said she's in a supply closet somewhere? Yeah. Okay. Well, there is this machine up here that is just labeled recombiner. Um, <laughs> oh, do you think that's it? Uh, well, I thought that it was. Oh, uh, you know what's so funny is when I was reading that, I mm-hmm. kept reading recombine. Right. And I was like, what is this French thing up here? Yeah, what I thought it was like mean? a fancy espresso maker. Yeah, I was like, like well, a, I don't yeah. have any beans, but if we get any beans, no, then I'm going to I'm gonna brew me a, a cup of joe here with the recombine. Oh, it's so funny. That does say recombiner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think, and there are two human-sized pods in here. Uh-huh. Um, so it's this is this is a weird. I wonder if he expects us to figure this out ourselves. Oh, I, maybe some kind of test. I, maybe a I don't know. Pizza dental test. Mm, this could be part of the pizza dental quiz. I don't. In which case, you didn't pass because you never noticed that I was an entirely new me. <sighs> Yeah, that's well. No, you're not entirely new. You, you're just half of the old. You. I am. I am. Mm-hmm. Half of that person's good and half of that person's bad. I right. don't understand what's so confusing about this. Again, way. to be to be fair, every time I am interacting with you, I'm having extreme social anxiety. So a lot of the nuances of our interactions are lost. Um, so mm-hmm. understanding whether you're half of something or half of another is uh-huh. just a little bit beyond my capacity. I'm half good, half bad, all great. That's a really good slogan. Thank I'm going to hate to not. Well, it, you know, you can still use that. It won't be accurate, but you'll still be you. No, I'll still be half good, half bad. Cause okay. It's 50, yeah. 50 in each one. So. And all, all grape. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's go get her from the. All uh, right. I'm going to go ahead and uh, punch in the combination here. And. Uh, <laughs> hey, you. Oh, she looks really mad. I don't know. Hey. Should we just put her back in there? No, 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 no. Put her, put her in the recombiner. Um, do you want me to take off the gag, or do you want me to just put her in there? I mean, uh, just, I guess, take off the gag. Yeah, I think you should take off the gag. All right, fine, I'll take it off. <gasps> Please, Jeff, help me. I am, I'm help. helping. We're, I'm helping. She's locked up for ages. No, she told I me. I can't. No. I don't want to go back in. Please don't no, make okay, me go. No, okay, we're not. We're not. We're putting you, out, we're taking you out of that supply closet. We're putting you in this other small chamber. What a drama queen. She's I, been getting 50% of my oyster rations. This explains why... Or clam, whatever. You you have been taking a lot of my rations. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I had to feed her. I'm not all bad. What yeah. is happening? Why is this happening? <sighs> Dr. Odd apparently took half of your essence, and then, but the good and bad parts, and then made this clone, and then went on vacation. Why is this so stupid? I know, but we're using the recombine. You know the coffee maker? Yeah, the coffee maker that we uh-huh. never figured out how to use. It's actually a recombiner. What? I'm going to recombine you with your clone. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, so just get in here. Okay. And then I'll close this one. Now clone, you go on the other side. Fine. Okay. Now there's just this one big red button that says recombine and be I'm going to press see it. See on the flip side. Cheetos. All right. Weird. I don't understand why any of this is happening. All right. Well, I'm just going to press this button. Okay. And, ooh, that's a lot of a lot of lightning here. Okay. I'm going to open up one side. Oh, and this side is just ugh, this, some sort of jelly. Okay. Oh, gosh. Okay. I'm going to open up the other side. And, hey. Hi. Hi. Are you, are you, are you back? Yep. Okay. Um, except for... Uh, the past month, I mm-hmm. have 
two separate streams of consciousness that I can remember at the same time. Hey, that's kind of rad. It's like a it's like a time turner from Harry Potter. Do you know what it's like to see in two directions at the same time? Uh, n- well, I mean. Do you know what it's like to be eating a sandwich and going to the bathroom at the same time? Now that one, I absolutely do know what that's like. Do you know what it's like to be asleep and awake at the same time? <sighs> Listen, you're not the only one who has night terror, so yes, I do know that. I think I'm gonna go lay down now. Okay, well, um, can I have your half of the deck so I can? Uh... Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, if you uh, if you need anything, just let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to be here um, inventing a new game of solitaire. See you, see you on the flip side, Cheeto. Okay. Yeah. See you. You got it. You got it. Still. All right. King. Oh, hello. I'm Mr. King. I'm I'm the Seven Guy. And oh, God, I'm so lonely. 